You did that without even looking at your notes. How do you know? You don't know what's on my computer, but I did. You looked at me the whole time with creepy eye contact. No, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> it's like, how do you know? Giant robots smashing into other giant robots. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Giant Robots Smashing Into Other Giant Robots podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Chris. And we're going to be talking about the products that we manage at ThoughtBot. I run an app called FormKeep, which provides form backends for designers and developers. And I, Chris, run Upcase, our subscription learning platform for aspiring web developers. So how's it going? It is going well. And you, Ben? I'm well. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy April 21st. Man, it got really warm out. It suddenly it became spring, and everyone showed up on the common. They really did. I walked from home to here to record the podcast and through the common, and <laughs> because it was you crazy. <laughs> that amazing commute. Yeah. Took a whole nine-ish minutes. But yeah, and it was a surprising amount of people on the, yeah. in the park. This is that magical day that happens every year where uh, it's that first day that kind of breaks, and so suddenly, mm-hmm. if you're at a college, the quads just fill up with people, and everyone's just like, no, I, I have to be outside now. Yeah. Well, it's cracked 70 for like the first time this year, yeah. and I was reading this thing about things that do and don't make you happy. It was a really good article, and it was about the Hedonic treadmill and all these things. But uh, one of the things was sunshine. Yes. So consistent sunshine does not show a significant uh, mm. impact on happiness. But when it switches to sh- sunshine from other weather, it does. Interesting. So, And this is a, a suspicion that I've always kind of had about New England weather, is that like it, you can't actually appreciate amazing weather if it happens all the time. And so the fact that the, the weather changes, to me, is like makes it better. So this is how you feel okay about being in the Boston office and not the San Francisco office. I, I love it. I love the Four Seasons. I do. I mean, it, towards the end of everyone, it feels like, all right, all right, cool. But what if you were to just not do this anymore? Uh, but there's also, like, the transition is really nice. Although I'm wearing jeans today, and that's too much. It was an unreasonable amount of pant to be wearing uh, mm-hmm. while on the coffee walk today. Yeah, So true. I would shorten the winter a little bit, I guess. But otherwise, I like the... I like the weather just fine. It's interesting. Uh, this year, for the first time, it, admittedly, this winter was very mild, mm-hmm. uh, especially compared to last winter, which was just destructive. Uh, but also, uh, Joe's been ranting enough about this that I finally started to come around on the idea that winter is actually pretty great, and the idea of like winter outdoor activities. You can control mm-hmm. your temperature more than you can in the summer, and it's beautiful and pristine, and et cetera, et cetera. He's a, he makes a good sale. He does. Yeah. He's a big hiking the mountains kind of guy in the winter. Indeed. Yeah. So you want to talk about stuff? Yeah. Uh, why don't you go first? How are your internets? Okay. Uh, things are going really well. Uh, the last week has been awesome. I continued sort of that rhythm of doing stuff pretty fast, mm-hmm. like shipping pretty small incremental changes or like having an idea and like just doing it really fast. So I, I've got some, there's some new stuff. So one thing we're seeing is, so one of the things I did this week was instrument our funnel. So we're uh, sending a lot more events now to segment and from segment to everywhere else. What sort of events do you have? What does your funnel look like now? Um, things like hit the landing page, created an account, like entered uh, mm-hmm. an email and password, entered a credit card, created a form, received a submission, things like that. Okay. And so now those are all associated with a some sort of user identifier so that you can track a given user through their adventure in the funnel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And also so we can look at, more so actually so that, that we can look at an aggregate yeah. and say, okay, 600 people hit this page and then yep. who got to the next step. So we're still collecting data, so I, I, I'm not putting too much faith in it, but there is a pretty big fall off from, between two screens in our funnel, which is uh, you click like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to make a form. And so we say, okay, what's your email and password? And then many people enter that and they hit the next page. It was like, what's your credit card? And a huge chunk of people fall off. Hmm. The completion rate when I saw it, I think it was something like 10%. It's like 90% of people are like, ah, actually, no, not going to enter a credit card. Interesting. So uh, I was expecting you to say something a little bit further down. Like, okay, so they've 
given us a credit card, but then they don't create a form or something like that. But mm-hmm. this one, like they hit a credit card form and they decide not to give you money. Do you believe that there's work to be done here? And uh, there certainly is. But what's what's your takeaway? What are you going to do now that you've seen that? Presuming it, it holds after you know more data comes through. Well, so I have a couple thoughts about what is causing people to dump out of that page. But I figured it would be better to ask people rather than just guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually added a button to the, that page, to our credit card form, which is a red no thanks button. So we have like a, like a blue, like, <laughs> here's my info, submit, give me my thing. And then I read like, nah, not going to do it. And this is an idea that like I came up with with Chad Mazzola at this like little side project we launched a million years ago, uh, and we got some good feedback from it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let's do this again. And so that's actually live right now. You can see it if you go to the credit card page, and if you click it, it says, "Please help us understand why don't you want to enter your credit card?" And then I didn't want to enter my credit card because and a little text input. Hmm. And so I've actually had three people submit it. One person was just like, hello, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty typical yeah, on the I mean, internet. Yeah, you put a text box on the internet, yep. so you had that coming. So, someone's just like, hey, look, a thing. Uh, but someone else was like, um, I have, so I have two legit reasons as mm-hmm. of this recording time. One was um, I'm signing up for a client, which I thought was a pretty good reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't have the client's credit card. You want to set this up. If we had a no credit card sign up, this would be actually a pretty nice way to do it. Interesting. This developer person could set it up yep. for the client and then say, you need to go in before this date and enter your credit card to keep this thing running. And the other person said, what? Oh, uh, he said, I don't, I don't want to take the risk. There's something along those lines. And he, I checked, is on the B variant of our, credit, of our trial versus guarantee. Which um, is, can you remind me what that does? So he doesn't see that he's going to get a free trial. He sees that we offer a 60-day money-back guarantee. Right. So to this person, at least, that was not a sufficient thing although he then went and signed up anyway actually both those people did now or no maybe just the yeah just just that guy so you probably you had an exchange with these people right so they filled out that text box then did you reply to them i emailed both of them okay uh neither of them has has responded yet but they both ended up subscribing uh one one did the other did not interesting Mm -hmm. this is fun fun yeah so it's cool and i have their emails because they've already created an account so i can follow up with them and i'm using form keep by the way to, to make form keep like that form is a form keep form that goes to form keep and then yo dog <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny so that was cool and yeah i just i'm digging this like vibe of like just ask people and try to talk to them yeah so along those lines did we talk about the onboarding offer thing last week uh we've discussed it yeah a couple times so do you have that active yes that That's has exciting. been yeah that started running as of a handful of days ago uh maybe last week actually no one has taken me up on it <laughs> <laughs> how many people have gone through how many people have had the opportunity we just started i don't know a bunch a handful a decent amount <laughs> no one has done it i mean we had like at least uh, we had probably like 10 or 15 trials go through it and say no explicitly can you remind me where specifically so i moved public? it so before and originally yeah. it was like you hit the landing page you click like yes i want to create my form and the first thing you saw was like hi i'm ben do you want help setting up your form and <laughs> well, when you view your customers as having that voice how can that's you expect me them? Oh, yeah. When you I, view yourself I, as comma, having that I'm voice. Ben. <laughs> yeah, but the, anyway. Well, that was continue. your clue. Um, so no one said yes. And then uh, I was like, okay, maybe I'm asking. Maybe I'm doing it too soon. Maybe I need to play a little harder to get. Mm-hmm. And so I moved it to after they enter a credit card. So it's like mm-hmm. they're like clearly in. So these are people that are definitely interested in, in trying the product. And no one has So they've entered a yes. credit card. They hit submit. Do they then land on a page that says, hey, would you like? And then they go to another page. Yep. Okay. If they say no, they go to just into the normal create your first form thing. Gotcha. If they say yes, they go to my Calendly. But so far, no one has done it, which yeah. makes me sad because I want to talk to people. I get that. I my initial 
thoughts around how I would do this and then how it would generally work is to offer something up front to like catch them before they're even going through this, uh, the sign up, especially, well, I guess this is true for both of us. There's an immediacy like, I, no, I just, I gave my credit card. I want to do this now. I don't want to have to schedule a thing and then get on a call. And then I want to make this now I'm in work mode now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you can catch someone, like I imagine either of us could say, Hey, people out there in radio land, uh, actually, someone has already said that to me in the past. I would love to, you know, be an onboarded customer, uh, and I wonder if that's the way to do it. I don't know how to capture that though, or how to do that without biasing the audience that we're going to get. Because, like, if we ask on the podcast, we get a particular subset of our individual potential customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we do it through any other number of channels, it gets biased. I liked the randomness of just kind of picking people at random after they've signed up. They're part of your cohort, but it sounds like that's not converting as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's the reason why, but I don't know. Well, I think you're, you'll always have a bias. So the only people that will accept your offer are the, peop- are the kind of people that want to accept your offer. And it's like uh, all the selection yeah, bias. Yeah, you'll definitely have that bias, but I'm thinking more of the bias of like who's listening to this podcast is a different group than people who organically land on either of our sites. Right. Yep, totally. Yeah, yeah, so I wonder, as you're talking, I was thinking like, can I bribe people? Right. Like, and, and would that be, does that make sense? Like, I'm pitching it as like, I'll help you out and make sure that you're successful. Yep. But if it's like, oh, and also because I realize this is a pain in the ass, I'm willing to like give you a discount or something. Well, I mean, if, if no one takes you up, then I think you you up the offer. Yeah, it's right? pretty clear it is. And it, it is, right, you're right, it's slower. Mm-hmm. It's like to schedule a thing is going to take more time than to, if you just did it yourself. And especially if you're at that point, you've gone through, you've entered your credit card. Personally, mm-hmm. I rarely like to enter my credit card, not immediately, especially on the internet. Like totally. I, I've now made the decision. I have purchased, I want that thing. The yep. immediacy of the internet has kind of ruined us as a society. So, well, it sounds like a different podcast topic. No, you know, we got to dip there every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so maybe I'll maybe I'll offer um, some sort of thing like I'll knock off whatever percent of your first month for as like a thanks for helping me strike makes learn things about you. Coupons easy. Yep. So one other thing that we did that kind of gets us there. That's not the same, but it is similar. Is we set up this Dan Croak has been helping out. He's our chief marketing officer and growth hacker extraordinaire. I bet he would cringe to hear that. But he installed a full story, mm-hmm. which is a uh, recording right. JavaScripty thing. Yep. So I can watch people click around and scroll and click stuff and whatnot. And so it's not as good as like live onboarding them, but I have been learning some things. Tell us, uh, we had a similar one on Upcase for a little while. It was the one Hotjar was the one that we used. But mm-hmm. definitely you see things. You're like, wait, why are you clicking? Oh, that's not where you click. Oh, I wish I could have talked to you. Mm-hmm. I should fix that. Yep. Yeah. I, so I, lear- I actually pushed a couple fixes um, and made a couple changes just based on full story things I saw. Yep. Uh, because it's like, oh, people think they can click that. Yep. <laughs> like I saw, there's a thing in like our landing page, and someone was like trying to click it, click it, click it, click it. I'm like, that's not gonna. Oh right, I yep. know why you think that's a thing. So I fixed some stuff. Uh, but it also led me to a, um, a larger change, which is someone like I saw a person like. So we default in the twenty nine dollar a month plan. If you click the big like the blue button at the top, like create my form, we pick our lowest tiered plan. Uh, but there is the, the secret solo plan, or like mm-hmm. the, the de-emphasized solo plan. Um, and so, like the FAQ says, like our cheapest plan is the nine dollar a month plan for one thing. And then if you, but if you click the, the big CTA in the header, it's like here's your twenty nine dollar a month plan. And, people, mm-hmm. and I actually watch someone go back and forth between those two things and be like, and clearly be like, <laughs> what? Why is it nine? Why is it twenty nine? It yeah. says nine, and then like disappear. Yeah. And I was like, crap. So what's uh, what's the solve there though? Because oh, what, what do you do, Ben? I bet you could guess. Uh. 
our cheapest plan is the twenty nine dollar yeah, plan. Yeah, you oh, got man. it. <laughs> I believe for a while I was suggesting that you have a free plan, uh, <laughs> and you know what? Your pricing changes seem to be working thus far. So maybe don't listen to me. But yeah, all I do is keep upping the price. You do. At um, some point, you're going to hit a wall. Yep. The the problem. So the concern I have legitimately about that, like I think the experiments that you're doing are interesting. So far, they're going well. You will hit a wall, but then the noise and the data that we have is. The data is noisy, to put yeah. it differently. And I worry that, like, if you start to see a correction now, do you know what to attribute it to? And because you've moved pretty quickly through different pricing tiers and mm-hmm. pricing levels, uh, I don't know that you have enough data to say authoritatively the traffic that is landing on FormKeep is fine with this sort of pricing. Mm-hmm. And then if you switch to, uh, it basically feels like you're moving pretty fast, and I don't know when you hit that wall. Will you know it? Will you be able to say, uh, you know what, that clearly was too high? Or will you be like, huh, less people are signing up. Not sure why. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I say that because when we get to my update, stuff went weird for me this week, and not knowing why is really awful. And, and then trying to correct based on mm-hmm. incomplete information, that concerns. I, like I said, it seems like stuff's going really well. But I wonder what it will look like when you do find that upper tier. Because if you keep raising the price, at some point you're going to find it. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to keep raising it. It feels <laughs> uh, it feels like it's at a good point now mm-hmm. where it's on the high end of reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, where I want to be. Like, well, so I think we just found the pull quote for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But so I talked, to, I talked this over with Dan, so I'm not just operating in a total vacuum. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting rid of the solo plan, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he was, he was on board with it. I think... Businesses that are doing multiple forms are going to be really good clients for us. Yep. People with personal sites with one form are probably not going to be great customers for us. I totally agree with that sentiment, with the exception that, that I don't they think might those are go from. Yep. Yeah. They might, someone, so someone in the past has signed up for the $9 a month plan and then upgraded mm-hmm. to the $59 a month plan yep. uh, just in the last month. That has happened. And uh, I've, I've personally seen this a few times now where people have come in on coupons for Upcase, sampled, thought this is great immediately upgraded to a team plan and are now in the wonderful land of being a team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that's something that you can possibly figure out down the road. I continue to suggest it and think that that's a great approach, but I understand you're like, let's figure this out. Let's find out some numbers here and then maybe start to figure out how to backfill down to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is always going to be a bit of like a uh, hill climbing thing or like a search, Mm -hmm. like some sort of like a little bit higher, a little bit lower, a little bit higher. Like, where yeah. where is the special sweet spot of pricing versus number of forms versus features and all that? Yeah, we'll never solve it. I think we'll be like messing with it all the time, and I think that's okay. Well, so again, my concern there though is, how do you know? I don't yeah. think you have enough traffic that are actually converting to be able to say that with confidence. Say what with confidence? This uh, pricing structure works versus not. It's it's too high. Right. It's too low. Uh, yeah. So I think part of it's going to have to be qualitative. It's just mm-hmm. like, are people complaining that the price seems off? Yep. Like, are we having trouble converting visitors to trials because they look at the pricing and they say, no way? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I don't think we have the traffic to like be running A-B tests for a whole bunch of pricing tiers. Mm-hmm. I would love to. But like, I, I can basically afford like one A-B test at a time, and it takes like six weeks to get relevance mm-hmm. in, under normal circumstances. So it's like, um, we'll see. But yeah, so now I'm just I'm playing fast and loose and doing mm-hmm. what makes sense based on my intuition and what people are telling me and other feedback of other people that hopefully mm-hmm. know things too. Makes sense-ish. Yep. Ish, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> so no more solo plan. So people are still on the solo plan. Like I'm grandfathering people into that plan, mm-hmm. for example. Like if you only have one form, if you're a grandfathered customer, we're going to move you to that $9 plan, no problem. But you can't switch to it from a higher plan and you can't sign up for it from the landing page as of right now. So um, I fixed some animations on the landing page. It used to have like this fun little set of animations and they just stopped working. 
and I tragic. somehow I didn't notice, and now they are back, the fancy animations. I don't love them. I think they're better now that they work. The page is better overall, but I still like would like to overhaul the landing What page. are the animations of? It's like, it's trying to show you in a visual animated fashion, like how you like, someone submits a form. That data oh, shows up in form keep. Bit, and then the foop and the, yeah. 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 Animations. Yeah, they're kind of, I don't know. You've got, you've also got kind of the scroll state based stuff going on. It right? is scroll state based. Yeah. Which I don't okay. love either. So I don't know. I'd love to take another crack at this page. My like thinking over the next couple of weeks is to try to be talking to more customers, be getting a better sense of who's succeeding with form keep. Like who's, mm. who are the really good fits? So like we say form endpoints for designers and developers for agencies. Is it really both designers and developers? Mm. Is it mostly designers? Is it, if they call themselves designers, they call them front end themselves, front end developers. Are they mostly putting forms on static sites or like, are they like ThoughtBot where they could build a backend but don't want to? Mm-hmm. Or like, is it a person that doesn't know how to build a backend? Mm-hmm. So like, there's all kinds of different like nuance in there that I think would make our marketing message really good. Well, I think you're also talking to individuals right now, but if I'm uh, understanding the rest of what you're saying about pricing and things like that, you're looking for agencies and groups and companies yeah. and contact form so simple it's it's almost free or something like that mm-hmm. and a contact form is not something that an individual has that's something that uh an agency a company mm. what have you might and so you could have landing pages specific to those sort of search terms mm-hmm. talk about it link maybe to knowledge base articles or whatever but uh yeah it sounds like you're shifting more what was historically a product that we made for ourselves that was very much for developers and designers now your ideal customers are more in the company space so talk their language, whatever that is, which I agree, like the thing to do there is to talk to them, find yeah. the words that they use, and then, you know, share that back. I think it's still designers, and it's, I think the customer, like the user is still designers and developers. It's just like mm-hmm. the context. Who are, are they building their own personal website versus building sites for other people? Are mm-hmm. they building one a year versus 20 a year? That well, to me is the, the, the interesting thing. I think, yeah, so I think the people who are going to use it are still going to be designers, developers, but form endpoints or static site forms or things like that are probably some of the verbiage that's being used now. Mm-hmm. But like I think you've said in previous episodes that contact form is the most common usage for yep. form keep. Yep. Uh, do you have a landing page now about contact forms that says contact form really loud and in H1 and in the title and stuff like that? Nope. Um, so I think like that and whatever else it is that a company is using it for, despite the fact that I, probably the individual that's going to be visiting and making the purchasing action is going to be a designer or developer, mm-hmm. still talk in the words of like, the job to be done is yes, contact totally. form. Totally. The job to be done is, I don't know, whatever other types of forms these are being used for. I'm not actually sure. What, yeah. else, what else are people doing with form it's keep? Almost just contact forms. <laughs> so you need a page that says contact form like everywhere on it, or at least in the H1. Yep. That's the game. Agreed. Yeah, and that's mm. that's the goal of the next couple of weeks is to dial it. I, I'd like to basically niche us down a little yep. bit more narrowly for now. Yeah, and, and be like, we are just amazing at contact forms on static sites, or like whatever our like whatever the phrase that like makes the most sense to our best customers. Right. Like, let's just say that everywhere and become really good at talking about that and servicing that need. I mean, you could make a few of them and see what sticks. Contact form sounds like it will stick, but you could make two others. Yeah, uh, I I want I think to me the first step is like talking and researching a little yeah. bit like yep. look, like, and I'm, I'm now I'm doing more like when someone signs up I check out their domain like I look at the company like who are they what are they doing clear bit that sort of thing uh, just like I have their their email address so yep. it's like at whatever agency dot com so mm-hmm. I go check them out and like if I have a name I'll say okay what kind of what is their title what right. are they doing so I'm starting to get a better sense of it yeah you're setting a great example for uh, understanding and talking to your customers and I thank you for that oh sure I'm trying to trying to do it a bunch. Um, what else? That's like the big stuff for this week. We could talk about revenue a little bit at the end, but it's going really well. We're having our best month yet in terms of MRR added. So 
Cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess I can chat about some things. Kay. So we'll lead out with the less than great stuff, and then we'll talk about some other stuff. Okay. Uh, we've had a reasonably significant revenue dip, uh, monthly recurring revenue, as uh, the interesting metric is. Uh, particularly, what are the actual numbers here? We dropped by almost $400 in the last week in MRR, which is significant. Uh, I'm not thrilled about that, if we're being honest. So it's like a percent and a half. Uh, yes, something like that. Your, your revenue is somewhere at 30 something, mid 30s? Yeah, 30. We were at 35. We're now at 34.7 or so. Okay. So, A, concerning overall. And then now the game gets to be played of like, okay, what's going on? Uh, so, I went through an interesting kind of sequence of emotions and experiences with this. First, it's just like, ah, come on. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? And there's a little bit of this number is subject to variance. That's just a truism. There are also underlying causes. And so when I look at it, for a few days, it was going down a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's, hmm, all right, whatever. It'll probably pop back. It pops back typically. It, it does this. Uh, so I tried to not think about it too much. And then it just kept going. And now it's it just kind of keeps moving and has now significantly eroded at what was a nice high point. So I think the thing that was most interesting is I went from a place of feeling sort of out of control and that was a not great emotion. The actual decline in the number, we've had dips, we've had increases in the past, but it was the not knowing why that was really concerning. Uh, So I dug in uh, and thankfully we were able to root out a few different things that seemed to be the causes and just going through that uh, was a really positive experience. Mm. So good coming from the the bad. So there are, I think, two primary things. There's always the noise. We seem to have slightly lower uh, signups and slightly higher churn. Those seem to just be normal variants. So we we happen to have hit a a bad point, but there are two distinct causes that I can point to. Uh, So I I went to our marketing team and I said like, hey, uh, this is going on. Can you tell me anything about this? Can you you look at, you know, sessions or, or are we getting less traffic? What's going on? And so they responded and they said, what happened on March 22nd? It's like, oh, that's a very specific question. Okay. Uh, And I went and I looked, and that was the day that I sent out the email announcing Advanced Active Record to the broad 10,000-ish people in the newsletter segment. Mm -hmm. So what happened following that was a bunch of people signed up. So that uh, inflated our revenue Mm. in the expected way. People signed up. We have more revenue now. But due to the nature of that group, they were particularly interested in that course per se. A lot of them have churned since. Mm -hmm. Uh, More than a typical like organic person searching, they come, they tend to stay around a little bit longer. This group had higher churn. And I think I've experienced this uh, back in January as well when we sent out the, hey, level up with ThoughtBot in 2016. Uh, That email had a similar kind of spike and then trough after uh, kind Hmm. of a drop off. So that has led us to slightly higher than average churn in addition to what seems to be a normal fluctuation in that. Mm-hmm. So a little bit extra on top that can be accounted for based on that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's one thing. The other is more unfortunate. Uh, we're in the process of finalizing. I'm trying to lock in a lot of the acquisition work that we've been doing. And one of the things is switching over to a new email sequence. Mm-hmm. In the process of doing that, a couple weeks ago, I turned off the old e- email sequence, getting ready to turn on the new one. What e- what's the sequence? Uh, so historically, we've had the Upcase newsletter, which was generic. Here's some Ruby tips. Here's some Vim tips. Here's some things. Yep. Uh, it was largely pointing outside of Upcase. So right. it was saying, like, here's a giant robots blog post. In a few cases, we were pointing at videos, but they were the uh, Wistia yeah. kind of hidden version. So we've done a lot of work over the past few months to make it so that we have content within Upcase that we can show, that we have free samples of, 
if you have authenticated, you can see these weekly iterations, these the first two videos of a bunch of courses, et cetera, et cetera. So we're transitioning from the old one, which was uh, that, to a new one that is more upcase specific, but still offering value in the sense of lots of free stuff. Sent to people that whose email you have but are not subscribers. Correct. So these are people who come in and they authenticate to access something. They sign up through the GitHub button mm -hmm. uh, or through just a normal sign up. And then following that, we'll say like, hey, welcome. But I never saw, I never turned that one on. So I turned off the old one. Hmm. I, like I was going through and I was like, oh, well, okay, I'll turn this one off. And then I'll turn, well, that one's not quite ready. And then I bounced back and forth a bunch of times trying to solve that. Mm -hmm. As a result, for like three weeks, we've not been sending any of those emails. Gotcha. So we saw almost a 50% drop in our landings from, our, uh, from email. Uh, landings? Oh, signups from email? Uh, landings specifically. So landings. people visiting the site. Oh, okay. So we have organic traffic that's sending people here. We have some display ads. We have some other things. Email is by far the most effective channel. It's like 1.8% that it converts at, mm. but that's largely a downstream effect of others. Like you've gotten an email because you've been here before, you signed up, you displayed interest. We're now following up with you. You land, you uh, convert. Mm -hmm. But as a result of not sending these emails to anyone, uh, less people showed up. Yep. So I'm very hopeful that those two are the causes. The uh, advanced active record people, I think we've burned through that. So that's that should be done or very much diminished. We shouldn't see more of that effect continuing on. Mm -hmm. uh, and today I'm turning back on. I'm turning on the new email sequence. So that will be good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that should get us back on track. Does the email sequence, I mean, is it basically a sales sequence eventually for Upcase? Essentially, it, it is a sales sequence for Upcase, uh, almost entirely, but the, the goal is to give value first yeah, and then to try and convert people. So it's a sequence. Uh, the basic structure is, hey, this is Upcase. We're really proud of it. We've worked really hard. This is the tool that we use internally for training that we built you know, for all these reasons. Check it out. And then the next email is, hey, there's actually a bunch of free courses. You can try out these free courses before you even subscribe. Mm -hmm. You can click through to them so to, to kind of show that portion. The next one is about the weekly iteration, saying we have new stuff every week. This is conversations between developers and designers. Uh, here's a couple free samples that you can try or browse the whole index to see everything that we've got. Mm -hmm. And we've now, uh, as of this week, updated that page as well. So it's extra fancy and hopefully does a better job of selling the depth and breadth of content that we have in the weekly iteration. Uh, and then the last one is the final, like, no, 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 it's really good. You should really definitely probably subscribe. I really think that would be a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what this new sequence is. And that's largely based on some of the most successful emails that we've had, uh, the New Year's campaign that we did, some of the other course launches, just some of the most effective language that we found in that, as mm -hmm. well as mixing it up with, we actually have stuff to give you here. It's right. not just me begging you for money by any means. Here's some stuff. Yep. So, oh yeah, that needs to get turned on. So yeah, uh, revenue dip, not super happy about it, but it happens. The other thing is we may in fact be hitting a plateau. Um, so hitting, if we are hitting a plateau, there are these other factors that have caused us to dip rather than plateau, but it may be that that's still there. Mm -hmm. That all the work that we've done on uh, improving conversions and search optimization and all of that, we've kind of hit the ceiling of what that can give us with our current churn mm -hmm. levels. So despite seeing this dip, my plan is to continue on with the work that I was planning, which is now switching over to onboarding, activation, retention, figuring out what the work to be done there is, and then diving into that work. Mm -hmm. So, Gotcha. So you, th so you think you might be in sort of a steady state where your churn is roughly equal to your signups, plus or minus a couple hundred bucks? Uh, I don't know, is the thing. So I, I do really hate how noisy this data is, the fact that it's slow, the fact that there is a... Uh, I don't know how, like enterprise sales folks do it where the sales cycle is like nine months 
Mm. And if you make a change, it's like, all right, we'll know in nine months if that change worked. Yep. Uh, ours are obviously a bit quicker, but for me, I'm still looking at probably a week at a minimum before any change I see in these sort of things can, I can see the downstream effects. And then from there, there's even further effects of like, well, it turns out the emails, they work well, but then those people don't stick around as long. So organic really seems to be where I should be putting my money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am hopeful that we have not actually reached a plateau yet. And that if I fix these things, then we'll be better and we'll actually be on a slight growth curve. And then I have more work that I'm planning that will hopefully increase even more. Well, you should, I mean, in terms of like, has your churn equal to your signups that's just you can just run a calculation today basically uh, roughly right i can but both of them have a lot of noise like there's noise based on the active record group that has increased our churn but i don't believe that that's representative of the overall mm-hmm. cohort churn mm-hmm. similarly we've seen reduced signups but again i turned off the magic signup funnel mm-hmm. uh, so it's a hard question to answer and even if those two were not present whenever i look at that data it's not clean it's not like oh yeah those two numbers equal each other because they're not numbers they're variable like we get i don't know somewhere between two and 15 signups a day mm. but it, it well it's anywhere between zero and 20 actually right uh, and we get anywhere between zero and 18 uh, cancellations so i can look at it in aggregate but it is hard to see that data i wouldn't trust if i were to look at it and be like yes definitely at a plateau right now but we've been tapering off overall so i feel like we are approaching that and it's time to try some new stuff Mm-hmm. Which is fine. That's that's kind of the expectation. You, We've been working a lot on the acquisition side of things, and I think we've done some good work, and that's allowed us to grow to the point that we're at. Now we can shift and focus on the retention side of things, and if we can fix that, then that will open up additional growth as long as the uh, acquisition stuff stays steady, which I don't believe it would change. So. That's that's my understanding of the math. It's basically an equilibrium between those two numbers. Spent yep. a while working on number A. Yeah, number A. <laughs> the, number A. The first part of that equation, uh, and I think it's good work. I'm happy with where we got to, and my goal was to kind of stabilize that. Yep. So with the emails in there, I feel good about that. Now we switch over and we work on the other side of things. Yep. So, like I said, that, that was the start. Real quick, we did this last week, but I, I want to say it again. Shout out to Flexbox. Man, that thing's amazing. I had another just small design task, and I remember many times just feeling again kind of helpless it's like i i know i just want those two things to line up and mm-hmm. be centered in this way i just don't know how to do it uh and flexbox is just nice and expressive and allows me to do the things that i know how to do it doesn't make me a designer by any means i can't necessarily choose the best way to organize things but when i know what i want on the screen it lets me do it mm-hmm. and i really like that mm-hmm. Just going back to the the revenue thing for a second. Yeah, uh, your revenue churn is fourteen percent. I think that's like a lot lower than it used to be than when I was like working on this. Right? It seems like your churn, your ten your churn trend is down. Is that correct? Uh, I'm just curious. Let me see. Yeah, why don't you run that back? Uh, it goes up and down. Turns out, <laughs> uh, it looks like it varies between fifteen and eighteen percent, somewhere in there. Yeah. So you kind of bounce around <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah, I think we've reduced it a little bit. There has been some work to doing featured solutions, adding in search, adding in video markers, adding in notes and things like that. There's been a good amount of work that we've done to try and make Upcase as a platform more valuable to individuals. Mm -hmm. But over the past few months, I haven't been focusing on that as much. I've been focusing much more on the other side. So now it's time to go back. And I'm hopeful that we can bring that number down. I don't know what, I don't really have a goal in mind for that. Yeah. Uh, It's hard to put numbers to all of these things. Yeah, for sure. Just looking at the uh, the MR, so Barometrics has a, a good thing, the MRR uh, breakdown thing, yep. where it shows you like 
per yep. type. Like you added this, you expanded this, you reactivated this, yep. contraction this. I don't know. It's hard to say because it's not a complete month. It's doing it based on April. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, so you're down a bit for April, but yep. like, so so part of me looks at like here's like four hundred dollars and says okay, that's like one point two percent or something like that might be mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, it might not be even like worth digging into i mean it's probably good that you did just to see what was going on but well it's it's a trend because like it was a number of days of going down Mm. whereas we had i mean we've seen dips and there was an episode i think like three weeks ago where i was having a similar lament where i was like oh no we're in a dip but we've popped out Mm -hmm. maybe that next week i come back and i'm like oh just kidding uh it fixed itself and we're good but this one seems to be a little more sizable yeah and and also looking into it i did find root causes in the past i've not gotcha just been like you know what nothing to see but in this case we were able to look at it uh, and like i said that was really heartening to find something that i could hang a hat on and be like huh it's going down did i just lose control of the ship and it's just sinking slowly underneath me or are there root causes and particularly things that i can affect mm-hmm. it's like the active record thing not much i can do there but the not sending out emails i can fix that one yeah that was i know how to solve that a good find. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, looking at like the net new MRR, like December was twelve hundred, January was nine eighty two, uh, February seven ninety four, March five ninety eight. Yep. April's negative one hundred and fifty eight so far. Earth. So it seems. Yeah. Come it seems on, like April. The, get your get your acting gear. <laughs> yeah. The the net sl- the slope of like net new MRR. Right. Which is like the kind of the ultimate truth is like tending down a little bit. Right. And so that speaks to approaching a plateau. I think. Uh. Yeah. That's the nature. Like, we'll be constantly adding stuff, but we'll also be churning at an increasing because churn is a percent and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, regardless of if we're actually there or not, we're heading towards it. I mean, you're always heading towards it. Yeah. But right. I'm not out of ideas. I got lots of... I'm ready to scramble. Ready right. to get it done. Well, it seems like, yeah, like you like you said, a lot of your focus has been on the, like, try to get more people yeah. into the thing and, like, less on the make the product uh, even slicker thing. Yep. So I think there's probably a lot of stuff to be done there that would be good. Yes. Make it a lot better. Uh, so real quick to go through some of the stuff that we did land, uh, we updated the content menu. So there's a, in the header, you click content, drops down a whole thing and shows, we've got this great stuff on Vim and Git and this and that. And so it was, the original version of that was sort of arbitrary. It was sort of a grab bag of what we have. Now we have a revised version that speaks more to the content that people really seem to like and engage with on Upcase uh, and that helps with purchasing decisions. So mm-hmm. revised that and also restructured it, restyled it just a little bit. Uh, we also landed the the changes to make the weekly iteration index and topic index pages and the way they display the weekly iteration the same. It displays whether or not it's a free episode, which historically was not visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's in there now. Uh, we also updated the checkout. So I think this will be the last kind of real overhaul of the checkout. But what this does is emphasize it down so that when you land on that page, if you're signed out, there's a big yellow GitHub button that you can click because that's my goal is to get you to click that button. Mm-hmm. Then once you come back from GitHub, you're now seeing a credit card form. Hopefully you'll fill that out. If you don't, we have the opportunity to follow up with you, see what went wrong. Very similar to your, nah, I don't want to pay. We have that kind of built in with GitHub auth. So that works out nicely for us. But it also really streamlined down that page. Uh, The the previous version that was on Upcase was a big form, lots of fields, four fields, but that's a bunch. And the credit card form and a really de-emphasized GitHub button. Despite the fact that it was that de-emphasized, like 80% of the people were clicking it at some point. They were Mm. using GitHub auth. Mm -hmm. So our user base seems very comfortable with authenticating through GitHub. So we wanted to make that as streamlined as possible. Mm -hmm. When you land on that page, I want there to be no opportunity for you to get distracted and click away and go to Hacker News or anything like that. You know where to click. It's very easy to... should hijack their browser. 
Yeah. yeah. And send them to Hacker News? <laughs> no, just permanently add it to their host file. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. I'm not sure, though. I can look into it. But yeah, so that is up. Uh, happy about that. Um, fixed a couple bugs and things. We switched over to Honey Badger from Airbreak a while back. And just that transition was a chance to view our bugs anew mm -hmm. uh, and see, like, there are certain things that we had kind of gone blind to in Airbreak. And mm -hmm. also Honey Badger has a different way of presenting it and a different mm -hmm. way of aggregating them and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's... Uh, I've been trying to be a little more aggressive about following up when there is a bug that shows up and actually being like, okay, I need to understand this. Is there, okay, there is a thing here. Let me fix that. And this is like one of the ones that I'm thinking of. Uh, users try to download preview videos. So like the two minute sample for a video. Uh, turns out that doesn't work. The nature of the links and it just was broken. We wrote the code wrong, but there's really no reason for them to download those either. So I got rid of those links and now fixed a bug. and. It's very simple things, but it's nice to see an error report and know that that's something that I need to do something about, not be like, oh, you know, that error happens a bunch. Yep, totally. Uh, the broken windows thing. So mm -hmm. uh, I liked the reset that we got when we switched over, and I'm trying now to be a little more aggressive about paying down bug debt and things like that. Okay, I like it. Uh, a little bit of normal content stuff, uh, a couple of things that are in work but not done yet. So won't talk about those till they're done. Okay. But yeah, that's mostly what we did. Um, I got some thoughts on what I'm doing next, but we can probably go into the questions at this point, unless there's any other stuff you want to talk about. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Actually, I do have a question for you first. What's that? Uh, what will you do if you do plateau? If I do plateau? Yeah. Um, well, so I already have, there were actions that I was planning on taking anyway. Yep. And so I'm continuing on with those. Mm -hmm. If those fail if I plateau and that that maintains mm -hmm. I, I mean there's there's a large amount of I need to dig in and see there are these two numbers mm -hmm. this one has stabilized here this one has stabilized here mm -hmm. which one do I think I can move better yeah and attack mm -hmm. uh, so again I have a number of things that are already planned that I was going to do that were on the plan and have been for a while mm -hmm. uh, so I'm gonna do those and then I'll reassess uh, I'm pretty hopeful that they will solve things, but I think the answer is always understand the situation better. Yep. Uh, and a lot of that would be like, if churn continues to be high, or regardless, talking to customers to try and understand why they're leaving, yep. that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, similarly, talking to people that don't purchase, that seems like a good idea. I like you know the way you're describing the conversation that you're having there. Mm -hmm. I like that as well, and using that as a way to get a little more honest feedback and be like, hey, nope, totally get it, you're not gonna buy, that's fine, not trying to buy, you just wanna understand, can you tell me a little bit more about you know, why is Upcase not right for you? What what were you hoping to see that you didn't see? Right. That yep. kind of thing. I don't okay. know if that's a good answer, but that's my answer. Sure. Yep. Okay. I'll ask you some questions. Okay. Uh, why is your product better for your customers this week than it was last week? <laughs> it's more expensive. <laughs> um, Seems good. All right. Uh, last week was, or the week before, was like a lot of bug fixes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff I fixed is mostly actually sort of in like the getting into the product funnel. Okay. And so maybe not that much to say here. Okay. Yeah. What have you done to acquire more customers since last week? I made the product more expensive. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing, I guess. Nothing explicit. Is that okay. true? Yeah, I guess it's true. No explicit uh, efforts. I like the... Oh, that's, that's not true. Sorry. Uh, I got in touch with Dan, and we have a series of things that we're working yep. on, uh, some of, one of which is um, running some paid advertising. Okay. Uh, so we're going to try, I think, at least Facebook, Twitter, and Designer News, which is... So like we posted... Designer News is like Hacker News for designers? Um, 
So yeah, go figure. Um, and, but so we posted about uh, Formkeep being a thing when it first launched, and we still get people through that like mm. link signing up for this service. And so I was like, hey, let's try running some ads on there. So we're gonna do the old like standby, it's like probably AdWords, Facebook, Twitter, and then also and then mix in like a this as well, and just sort yep. of see or do any of these channels seem promising. Yep. Um, so that's actually in progress right now. Cool. Yep. Oh, and we turned on some lifecycle email things. So like if you make a form but you never get a submission, right. we email you about it. If you sign up but never make a form, we email you about it. Is that all in intercom? That's in intercom, yeah. Right. I wanted to do drip and then Dan like pre wrote everything and put it in intercom and I was like, I guess I could just turn this on and it's done, so fine. I think you're in a similar place where uh we're stuck in both camps. We have some stuff in drip, some stuff in intercom. And yep. if you're anything like me, there are at least three other systems that send emails on your behalf <laughs> in an automated fashion and confuse your users. Yeah, everything sends email. Yeah. It all sends emails. What did you do well that you should repeat? I think this general idea of talking to people a lot and soliciting feedback at every corner is going to pay a huge dividends for us over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, yeah, I think also, even though you uh, it bothers you, I think messing <laughs> with the pricing is has been the biggest lever so far, it seems. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was something else totally unrelated that I'm not aware of, but like it seems like the biggest impact that I've had so far is that I've, cha- I've changed the average revenue per user that signs up. Yep. Like, to basically three three x what it was, yeah, and so now like the numbers are all kind of like, oh, okay, let's add more revenue. So maybe more, probably no more price fiddling, but more talking to customers and like looking for the other big lever. Mm-hmm. I think the next big lever is like, okay, okay, we get a decent number of trials and they convert at a decent rate, but like some people are just forgetting about it. Some people yeah. are not actually getting value. So like, how do we get people to that value way faster? Right, which we've discussed before. Makes sense. What did you do poorly that you should reduce? You've not had an answer to this one for the past two weeks. And I that know. Doesn't feel. I know. It's not. It's not that I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. It's just <laughs> that, like, when I think about it, I'm like, what did I suck at this week? I don't. I don't know. Um, All right, I'm going to ask you every day this y- coming week. You should, Ben. Today, I need to, think about how you. What suck. was the worst part of today? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I'm just too optimistic for this question. All right. I mean, but no, that's you're fair, but you need to be, you know, constructive criticism no, of totally. yourself and all of that. And again, it's not my, I don't think I'm perfect, No, I, <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I, yeah, you should try to catch me on this okay. more often. Uh, what do you hope to do by next time? Do poorly. I'm writing down a note to myself. <laughs> this is a terrible way of thinking. Just have a like, Make sure every day you ask yourself, how did I suck today? What could I improve at? Come okay. On, put that's it in a, positive that's nomenclature. That's a way to do it. Uh, what do I hope to do by next time? I hope to not change the pricing <laughs> for one week. No, uh, I'm going to watch a bunch of... Godspeed, Ben. Yeah, right. I'm going to watch a bunch of full story stuff. I want to talk to customers. I would love to get somebody to onboard with me. God damn it. I might just start... Offer them something. Yeah, I think I'm just going to start offering them like straight up cash money. (laughs) I will square cash you $50. Wow. Yeah, talking to people and trying to make the product better. I'm working with Dan on a bunch of different like little growth things. Mm -hmm. Uh, More of the same. Be more awesome. Make more money. Cool. Uh, MRR, up or down? Uh, We are up 14%. Nice. To 61.88. Uh, nice. Which is that's cool. A, that's a high watermark for you. Uh, it is. Like just looking over the last 12 months, added like three, 300, 500, 500, 100, 100, 300, something like that in terms of net MRR per month. This month we're at 1,100 mm. and there's nine days left. Uh, a lot of that, uh, one of the biggest changes in that, so we're adding more people at the top, mm-hmm. like the just brand, brand new revenue, more than usual, about twice as much as usual. But we also have a whole bunch of reactivation in there, All right. which happens when you email 7,000 people that used to subscribe to your product. I mean, didn't some of them also cancel because of that? Yes, churn, uh, but but not as much as you expect. Like our normal churn is about, f- looks, let's, let's see, like 400, 250, 800 last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month it's 700. Mm-hmm. So we've had you know some churn, but it looks like right. the net result is people are like, yep. oh yeah. So which which just gives me hope that the pricing actually makes more sense, 
because that was like again people's biggest complaint back when i surveyed them and so it's like okay if i email people and like their biggest complaint before was that it wasn't working for them and now we have these tiers that do work for them like they so the complaint previously was that pricing was the issue yes and across the board the prices are higher now prices are higher net but they're lower perform okay so before it was like, like there was a point where like commercial firms were twenty five dollars a piece per month, right? And now like every tier you go up, your perform price drops. Mm-hmm. So and also I think there's a little bit just also of mental like people see twenty nine dollars for four forms and they divide that in their head and they're like, okay, that seems reasonable, hmm. like seven bucks for form, fine. You should put those little things like in the supermarket unit price. The unit price, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so actually, should you? Uh, I don't know. I was joking, but maybe maybe this is your price per form, and you can see it goes down with each of the tiers. Uh, that's probably not crazy, honestly. Hmm. I think that's probably good because, like, I would expect people to expect it to go down. Yeah, but maybe they don't know for sure. Or the math, uh, like you know, mental math. People are good, not great. Maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. If you can clarify it, and totally. Right, anyway. Why not? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, why is the product better for your customers than last week? Uh, I would say the main thing here is the weekly iteration is a little more browsable thanks to the updates to that page and the topic pages. Okay. Uh, what have you done to acquire more customers? Similarly, we've got the uh, weekly iteration is a little bit better of a sell. The content menu is updated and restored the email sequence. Super excited about that one. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how... Whoops. Yeah, totally. I mean, I realized the other day, I may have already mentioned this, that like our blog for which we pay someone to pu- publish a post on every week doesn't link to formkeep.com. Or vice versa. Yeah, or vice versa. So I was like, great. That's... I'm being awesome. Did you fix that, though? It's on the list. I saw it's on the list, but did you fix it? That (laughs) Uh, feels like an easy one to fix. It wouldn't be on the list if I'd fixed it yet. That's true. Well, I looked a couple days ago. I've been trying to do... I think that's... Like I said, I think that's the thing I've been doing well is like thinking of a thing and then rather than put it on the list just do it right there mm-hmm. even though it like feels more reactive it's like not quite as strategic it's like nice to just like blast stuff yep done over the finish line ship right. it uh, what did you do well that you should repot um, I think picking the most important thing finding because there's there's a lot of stuff that we could do but trying to find well which of these will actually be the most important and making sure that's where my hours go yep uh, so I would say that plus nah, you know we'll just go with one that'll be good okay Gotcha. What did you do less well? I think letting some things take a little bit longer than they should have, uh, allowing things to grow in complexity and not finding a direct path to closing them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, That said, uh, again, this is one that I noticed and then got pretty aggressive about finding solutions. And it's interesting, Thursdays, uh, by virtue of knowing that I'm going to talk about stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff causes me to go into aggressive ship it mode and be like, okay, no, but how do we close this? How do we get this done? Uh, nice. While That's still, good. you know, trying to maintain quality and things like that, but this has been lingering. What's going on? Do we kill it? Do we close it? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, cool. Nonetheless, could have been done better. Yeah, earlier in the week, I guess. It seems like that's your um, less well thing on a number of weeks. So. Uh, it's probably worth noting that like your tendency is going to be to like how do I make this really really good or perfect or whatever and like yeah compensate the other direction on average. I should make a big perfect is the enemy of the good and put it right above my monitor. Right, and I'll make a better like a big what did I what can I do better? <laughs> uh, what do you hope to do by next time? By next time, I got a bunch of stuff, but I'm also hoping to take some vacation. So we'll see. The onus is on Gabe to get all of this done, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are just about ready uh, with video editing for our next course launch. So now is the time to start compiling, finishing up the notes, getting the exercises in place, and basically preparing for the launch of the next course. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I want to wrap my head around what we have for onboarding and engagement and retention emails. Like I said, we're sending that from like nine different systems and they're not necessarily in sync with each other. So I want to understand what do we have and then compare that with sort of an ideal, what should we have? What should we be talking about and when should we be sending them? Mm-hmm. Gabe will be coming to visit in a few weeks. Uh, he's going to be recording a trail and some weekly iterations. So I want to work with him and support fleshing out an outline for all of those And the last one is I want to get a handle on our retention analytics. So as I start into the adventure of fixing onboarding and retention and all of that, Mm -hmm. need a way to measure it. So we have Amplitude, which is our primary system for that sort of stuff. And it looks as though it actually has some really great uh, built-in functionality around this. Mm -hmm. But I don't know it terribly well, and I'm not sure that we're in the same place. So similar to you, I've reached out to our chief marketing officer, Dan, uh, and he and I are going to have a chat tomorrow Uh, about setting that up and ensuring that I know what I need to in order to use that as a guide uh, as to whether or not the work is working. Can I make a suggestion about one of those things? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The launch of the new thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Do I know what it is? You do. Bourbon. Ah, yes. So there's a suggestion. Come up with a number of blogs and Mm -hmm. podcasts um, and influencers and whatnot that are not ThoughtBot. Yep. So, and like, how do we get a post on Designer News? How do we get a post on like famous designer guy blog whatever yep. how do we get our in, our designers interviewed on whatever podcast to talk about it like some sort of like con- concrete marketing plan that goes beyond our properties yes so we've uh, i think progressively gotten better at this mm-hmm. with each of them and we're using our properties better we're using you know multiple things we're emailing a larger segment but that is one area where i've recognized that i, I pretty much just fail uh but i totally agree and uh keep me honest on that ben sweet cool I have some, there's some things. People talk about this a lot. Like yeah. everyone that talks about like, you can make your own, like build an email list and then make a course and then sell it to them. They talk about all that like marketing stuff. Yeah. So there's like eBooks out there on whatnot on this stuff. If you want to read a book about how to sell books slash whatever, I'm sure you can find some. I'm sure I could. But yeah, I think uh, that's definitely important and something that I will and can and will do. Cool. Uh, MRR. MRR is unfortunately down uh, 34,687 down uh it's about 400 down from the last uh high point so okay there we are cool i think it'd be good to talk about mrr in terms of percentage it's like one percent yeah i think we did that math earlier yep just in terms of like uh, that makes sense to me right does that make sense to you um i'm not sure okay (laughs) mathematically it's complicated and i'd have to think about it i see the reasons that it could i also could see the reasons that it's not if we're adding in unit values rather than as a percentage like the idea of a network effect in uh, an app, it will grow exponentially, therefore percentage will hold. I guess what I mean is just like if like percentage equalizes across everything. So it's like if you're like, I added $500,000 in revenue this year, you'd be like, oh my God, that's incredible. I'd say, oh, but actually I'm Google and that's you know a tenth of a percent. Sure. Whereas if we can say Google grew 10% and we grew 10%, like that's like an easier way to compare things of disparate sizes. Uh, I hear you. Actually, I mean, I find percentages make it noisy. Uh, I know how many people are on our team, and I know that $500 in increased MRR, I know what that means. That's a hard number in my world. Mm. And a percentage of anything else doesn't tell me anything about how many more ThoughtBotters I can bring onto the project. Mm. So I prefer to think about it in terms of... Uh, how far you are from a, a third person. Yeah. That's uh, but that said, it's pretty easy for me to do the math, so I can provide both. Okay. Best of both worlds, Ben. Great. Awesome. Uh, I think that's it. Sounds good. Cool. Today's show was produced and edited by the tumultuous Tom Obarski. If you'd like to access the show notes for this episode, you can go to giantrobots.fm slash 192. Thanks for listening.